Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Boundaries Podcast, where facts are facts and opinions hurt people's feelings. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, on Google Play, on SoundCloud. I still don't know what it is that you do on Spotify, but whatever it is, please go and do that. This is episode 178 for anybody keeping score. This is Jay, and it's Welly F. It's really, it's really all I got, bro. It's really all I got this go around. Damn, 178? You count the Jay Speaks, too? Nope. Oh, okay. I was about to say, because I know we was in 180. Nah, that, I, I mean, feel like we was at 180. Nah, I didn't count those. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. That's cool. That's cool. I mean, yeah, I man. That's still a milestone, man. That's that's a milestone, especially for me, because once again, when we first started this shit, I didn't even know what a podcast was, and I really wasn't interested, and <laughs> here we are. <laughs> a solid four now. years later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, four years ago, most of the shit that we were talking about was like sports and politics. And four years later, we can easily still be talking about sports and politics. With <laughs> no change. With some other shit, you know. Yeah, not really, man. I mean, I don't know, man. I I enjoyed doing the IG Live the other night. Uh, I guess before I get into this, I definitely want to shout out my homeboy JJ because he he's a first-time homeowner. And uh, he moved, you know, in, in, a, in a nice little neighborhood over there in the northeast of Houston. And it was it was mentally, it was physically taxing to help him move. Because, damn, every time I get ready to help somebody move, I forget how it's not easy, bro. It's not <laughs> you easy. You want to get it over with. You want to get it over with. And, you know, five or six hours of that. And then finally just getting, sit, getting back, you know, sitting back, relaxing and just you know, getting to talk to people. Like, I, I enjoy those moments. But, yeah, shout out to him. Also, this might be weird to you, but, like, you know, people like your sister are in my prayers because I know that she's a police officer. I don't know exactly where she's at, but it's... it's uh, I actually talked somebody out of being a police officer about a year ago because mm-hmm. I really felt like it's not a, something that black men should be doing. But, you know what I'm saying, if you choose to do it, you know, I hate to say thoughts and prayers, but, you know, shout out to people like your sister, because I know you didn't get to go to her graduation, but I know she's out there. I think she's out there now. So, yeah, I definitely wanted to make sure we said that before we jumped into all these topics, because we probably finna be here for a while. 
So, anyways. Yeah, man, it, it, it's pressing on, on really on both sides because it's like, hey, you got a target on your back, whether you ask for it or not. It's well, I guess signing up for to be a police officer, you do kind of ask for a target. But at the same time, it's like the target is bigger now. And it's based on something that you didn't do, something that was out of your control. But yet, you know, this is the career path that you signed up for. So you have to be very diligent out there because, yeah, you're black. But at the same time, you're one of, quote unquote, them. So it's it's in a tough place because you will see these videos of the protesters and and you'll see other black protesters talking to black officers and like, you know, how do you stand for this and, and this, that and the other? How are you supporting this? And then. You know, you'll see every now and then, like I say, every six or seven negative posts, you'll see one that's like, hey, we don't we don't support what he did either. That's a bad seed. But we are here to keep the peace. We're not against y'all. We understand that police brutality is real. We understand what he did is wrong. But at the same time, my orders are to protect and serve the community. And right now, whether you like it or not, there are the protesters, there are the riders and there are the looters and the riders and the looters are threats to the community. Yeah, definitely, definitely. That's why. That's why when a rider or a looter gets out of hand, he he gonna get his ass beat. <laughs> I mean, it's that simple. If he if it's time for it, he gonna get his ass beat. And uh, the people that are out there peacefully protesting, you know, I hope that they don't get mistaken for a rider or a looter. But at the same time, we here at No Boundaries have been talking about minding your business for a minute. And the reality is. If it's a bunch of ruckus going on and everybody's emotions are on, you know, on on ten, it's gonna be hard for those people to decipher, <laughs> you know, the rats from the squirrels, you know. Yeah. So everybody got to get it, especially when you got on the same uniform too. And it's kind of, and it's kind of like I, what I seen with Killer Mike. He said, you know, you need to you need to sit at the house and you need to strategize. Like, th- there's no strategy behind this. Like, yeah, you can organize a protest and say, yeah, we're going to go shut down I-45. You know, we're going to hold I-45 hostage for however long we possibly can. And you can you can do that. Or you can say, you know, we're going to march downtown. We're going to piss people off. And then we're going to break into all these places and destroy them. And, yeah, but there's no strategy to that. Like, this, like, like we've been talking about in, in, in numerous different topics and conversations. But the same question keeps popping up. There's the what's next question like all right you rioted and looted on saturday now here comes wednesday and you're at your regular job now and you know there's still one officer in custody and three officers walking free like what where is the strategy like what what did you do do you do you do this every single weekend for eternity because i mean let's be frank this is going to happen again I was thinking I was uh I was uh scrolling the other day and I seen somebody posted the the Joker like they posted the Heath Ledger's Joker and they posted that scene where he was burning the money and he was like it's not about the money it's about the message and me being the person I am I just started laughing I was like this is what happens when you take certain things out of context to fit what you're saying and I was and I had to comment I'm like hey you might want to fast forward to the end of the movie where he's hanging upside down from a rope and he looks at Batman and says, you know, it seems like we'll be destined to do this forever. And that's literally so accurate. Like we as a minority and black people in this country have been doing this forever. 
and it feels like we will be destined to do this forever. That's why I keep pointing out that historically, this is nothing new. Like, yeah, I mean, we're in the matrix. This is, this is, it's just a loop. We're in an endless loop. Every now and then, was there's gonna be something that ca- that causes chaos and disruption, and then eventually everything just goes back to quote unquote normal. I said it when COVID nineteen was going on. I was like, yeah, you everybody can you know act a fool over this COVID shit. Eventually, this new normal everybody's trying to press is gonna be a thing of the past, and normality is gonna set back into place again. You'll see subtle shifts here and there because what happens with these events is this gives birth to somebody's origin story that always happens. Just like when I talked about on the last, I think a couple of podcasts ago, I talked about, um, you know, the, the, uh, the wall street, the wall street protesters. And that was all about basically, you know, the systemic inequality, like wealth inequality, and then you had people talking, you know, and then pro, that's that birthed that movement. And then eventually that movement phased out because things were accomplished. Uh, and that's why I posted the video about the Battle of Seattle that happened 21 years ago. And the purpose of me, the purpose of us point per, posting that video was just say, to show... Say. You, you ain't got to lie. <laughs> you run the No Boundaries podcast page. <laughs> You ain't got a lot of these people. <laughs> I don't even know the goddamn log in. Hey, look, man. At the end of the day, it's 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 a team thing, and I just want people to understand that. And you know now what the Battle of Seattle is about. And for people that don't understand the Battle of Seattle, you can Google that on your own time. I was just here to let you know that the ramifications of the Battle of Seattle or the Battle of the people versus the WTO, it ended in people just trying to peacefully protest something that they felt was inhumane if this this violated their human rights. So people of all colors came together and they protested something that eventually benefited pretty much everybody. This, this The things that happened after this protest benefited everybody. It didn't benefit everybody in a way where, oh, we're, we're suddenly making a bunch of money now. But the fact of the matter is, these people went out and protested, and they protested with a reason. It was strategic, but unfortunately, it got violent. And the, 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 that's the reason I posted it, because I wanted people to understand that the enemy, low-key, isn't just racist police. It is government power. It is it is the unlimited government government power of people they, they literally send out word and say y'all need to put these motherfuckers in check and they do what they got to do and the same person that i talked out of being a police officer we literally had this conversation the other day it was like these people just doing a job and that's when it all goes to shit because it's literally that's the problem. People just doing their job. And their job as basically servants of the state is to do shit that they probably truly don't believe in. And that's where it all gets fucked up. And that was my purpose, man. Like white people you see on that video, a white man on that video had a knee to his head. 
mm-hmm. a white man. So you can use this, these, you, the problem with Americans is they have tunnel vision. For one, they only care about shit that affects America. Okay, that's fine. And then it gets more divided than that. You only care about shit because it's somebody black. You only care about shit because it's somebody yellow or somebody green or somebody white. That's a problem. When at the that end of the, the day, at least problem. the people that were... That's a huge problem, man. I don't like that shit at all. That's why I don't fuck with it. That's why I don't... At the end of the day, man, most of the people that be talking shit can't whoop me. So... <laughs> and they don't know nobody they like, can. <laughs> I'm, just, like, I'm just saying, like, these people... Bro, people can do all this barking online and shit, but at the end of the day, like, you know, like... I'll take my ass whooping. But at the end of the day, like, this virtual disrespect just makes me laugh because these same people will, they will tuck their tails if they came across certain people in person. Not saying they'll tuck their tail in front of me, but I wouldn't be surprised because a lot of these people are pussy and they hide behind these digital words. I don't take them serious. I don't take half the shit I see on social media serious. I'm sorry. I went on a bike ride today. I was on a bike ride today for about an hour and a half. And you can say, oh, yeah, you stay in suburbia or whatever. You're privileged. But at the end of the day, man, it's peaceful out here. I'm chilling. Maybe maybe y'all out there need to do the same fucking thing. Because living in the city, don't be. it doesn't seem too healthy on your... It doesn't seem like it's healthy on your mind. Maybe you need to leave the city. Because ain't shit happening in these cities that's really positive. It's it's weird because... I'm, I'm not going to <laughs> Yeah, you, people testing positive for that. It's funny because um, I've been, of course, I've been on social media and I've been taking in a lot. I've actually been taking in too much. And it it really hit me earlier when I made that post like, you know, I need to unplug. Like, I'm, I'm getting exposed to way too much right now. But it's, it's I see the people who, where their biggest issue is the looting and the rioting and not that some person who was unarmed. I'm not going to say innocent because I don't know if he was forging a check, if he had counterfeit money. I don't know the exact cause behind anything yet. But I'm going to say somebody who was unarmed was murdered, and that's not the biggest issue. The bigger issue they're worried about is the looting and the rioting. And I'm looking, I was like, wow. I mean, yeah, I'm not going to sit here and condone looting and rioting. Yeah, that's wrong. You know, that's people's businesses. That's their livelihoods that they've established. And, you know, they have nothing to do with nothing and you know they just happen to be have a business on this corner that you walk by and you're like oh i'm finna fuck up their storefront so i see that but at the same time it's kind of like and i read this um from one espn anchor had posted it it said the looting and the rioting is a symptom of 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 the police brutality this is this is what happens as a result of so like I, it's I honestly just have like a whole bunch of mixed mixed emotions because I'll see people say, well, when black people are killing other black people in Chicago, they don't say nothing. I should fear other citizens. I shouldn't fear law enforcement. <laughs> like, like yeah, yeah, when you yeah when you when you're in protect when you're in police custody, you should feel safe. You should feel safe. Like I should I shouldn't worry about man. I hope the police don't break in here and and, and rob me or shoot me tonight. I shouldn't have to worry about that. I should have to worry about, I don't know, this this quote-unquote thug down the street, you know, he's been, there's been a strand of robbery since he showed up. I should be worried about him breaking into my house. And it's, 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 it's on par. I'm not even going to say it's weird or funny because it's on par because you know how you say the, the, the orders come from the government. And now that we have, like, the most celebrity president ever who's 
always on social media who sees everything, whether he acknowledges it or not, is like, you remember in during the campaign, he's like, oh, yeah, you know, we have some cops, you know, rough them up, give them a little extra hit, extra punch, and, and that's okay for him to say. And then there are, there are the Trump followers that's like, well, shoot, you know, my president said it, just like they're, they're the black people that just followed Obama. It's like, well, Obama said it, it must be true. You have those same people with the Trump that, you know, if Trump said it must be true, it must be okay if it came from the highest order of the land. And that, to me, is just wild that people put their moral codes aside to follow somebody that they believe in so much. And I, I, I even say this when it comes to pastors and, and, and people who, who's, who, quote unquote, speak on behalf of God. There's nothing that makes you more human than me. So for you to say, well, you know, God ordained me with this with this word and stuff. And then I know you do shady stuff all the time. What makes you more qualified than me? What makes Trump more qualified than me? Like this police officer did an eight week, did an eight week. Exactly. His followers. A police officer did an eight week, an eight week course. And now they get to carry a gun and they get the a whole power of the law embodied in them. And that's what makes them more powerful than me. Does that make their life more valuable than mine? <laughs> yeah, I know, man. As as a person that signs up for, to be a police officer, they have to understand one thing. This has to be something that you're willing to die for now. Like this is that's been the case for the past. That's been the case since police officers became were relevant. Like you you join the police force, you're joining the brotherhood, and that's that's something that you got to live and die by. Like that shit ain't just you're not just a teacher. Yeah, you're working for the government, but you're not just a teacher. And I honestly, me personally, I hold teachers to the same regard because a lot of this shit that's going on right now, I, I think that a lot of it has to do with the fact that public education is a huge failure. I, I think when I when I talk about history and the fact that people look at me like, I don't know what you're talking about, I think that has everything to do with the fact that the public education system only pumps out morons 80% of the time. <laughs> and that's that I'm sorry that that falls into the 80/20 rule. Like I really believe that in a in a graduating class nationwide, 20% of those people will actually move on in life even after college and do something that mean that's meaningful. The rest of that 80%, yeah, they'll have jobs and maybe they'll live decent lives, but for the most part, they'll live average to below average lives. That's just a sad reality. And that's what school does to all of us, you know, including me. Like, it took me years after I even graduated from college to realize that most of my education was bullshit. And I literally had to have the interest to go out and honestly educate myself because the school system does not build critical thinkers. That's why I don't even ask what's next. I don't even just ask what's next. With all this looting and rioting, I'm trying to figure out what are y'all saying? Like, legitimately, what are y'all saying with all this looting and rioting? What's being said? Y'all throwing a tantrum? I mean, you're mad, you're finna rip shit up and be all sad. Jay, when a little kid throws a tantrum in his house or in the classroom, he throws everything around and rips shit up, who ends up cleaning that shit up? Uh, depending on the household, maybe that kid or the parents. Depending on the household, I know. Oh, so I know if I would have thrown a tantrum, I was gonna be cleaning shit up. Yeah, 
and, and nine times out of, like you said, I could I could put the eighty twenty rule there too. Eighty percent of the time, it's gonna be the it's gonna be the kid cleaning up his mess. You created this mess, you are gonna clean it up. So for all those people out there, protesting, rooting, uh, that's looting, rioting, guess who's gonna clean it up? The protesters, the rioters. They're gonna be out there cleaning up. And I and I did I did see some images of of protesters like all right the protest is over let's clean up the trash let's you know put unused balls of water there cleaning that up from the protest but as far as the rioters and the looters I seen like one guy and ABC thirteen put a post up in I think ABC thirteen is some snitches honestly like like that's a snitch ass channel. But this one guy, he was like, man, you know, I sit down on TV and I told my wife I'm going to go downtown and I'm going to, you know, clean up the graffiti and stuff off the walls. But that's that's very rare. Like, I seen a video earlier where one guy, he was actually, this one of those people that wear the free hugs t-shirt and they just hugging everybody. He's actually, he's out there hugging mm-hmm. the cops. And another another black guy, he's mad at him. Like, oh, well, why are you hugging the, why are you hugging the cops? He's like, this man didn't kill anybody. This man didn't kill anybody. Straight up. He said, my hatred and my anger isn't directed towards him. So he's and, and it's like he's like, I know you're upset. I'm upset too, but I'm not mad at him. Straight up. And I think Straight that's up. what that's what a lot of people gotta take away from this is that, hey, you can hate the you can hate what happened, you can hate who did it, but you can't hate everybody. You can't sit here and there's and I said this long before my sister was a cop. Every person that's in law enforcement isn't bad every black man isn't a thug every black man isn't a threat every white person isn't racist every white person isn't a redneck i'm gonna I'm touch on two things you said first you said you believe abc 13 is some snitches i didn't laugh because you ain't say nothing funny you said some factual shit <laughs> you said some real shit like at the end of the day bro like i keep like People see it, bro. Like, this is a psychological operation. This is a PSYOP. ABC 13, CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, I don't give a fuck what the news station is. All these all these organizations have been infiltrated by, how do I say this? And, and not to sound like a conspiracy theorist, but all these things have been intri- infiltrated by higher-ups to, to, to carry out their agenda. So when you're watching these things, you need to realize that they only do these things because the higher ups are telling them to do these things. Once again, you may not think of these news channels as government organizations, but once these news organizations, they're no different than teachers. They're no different than police officers. They're carrying out a specific task that an organization that is government related is telling them to carry out. It happens all the time. PSYOPs have been happening since the American Revolution. This is nothing new. People people hate the fact that people like me will have a mindset of question everything when all I'm telling you to do is to realize that unless you have all the facts, unless you can legitimately say one plus one equals two with this situation, then hey, we're both conspiracy theorists. We're both we both have we both have alternative ways of thinking. It's just that, once again, the 80-20 rule comes into effect and you're dealing with somebody that is basically a useful idiot. Like, I'm dealing with a dumbass. I'm dealing with somebody that 
just two weeks ago was telling me to trust the government to tell me if the government is telling me that these COVID-19 numbers is real, I should believe it. Two weeks later, we come to the present and now all of a sudden you telling me not to trust the government, the government hate me. I'm confused. <laughs> I don't get it. Like, selective. Up? Very selective. Saying? It's that that's that is being a useful idiot. You just told me two weeks ago that like it's it's the same people, the Karen's, the Becky's, the Sally's, whoever the fuck you want to call these people. These same people was calling the cops on people for not wearing a mask. You calling the cops on somebody for supposedly wearing a forest check, he got the consequences dealt to him because of your actions. Calling the cops, calling one of the most corrupt organizations in America. You're calling one of the co- most corrupt organizations in America, thinking that everything is going to be fine, when in reality, through experience, for the past 150, 200 years, you know when you call the cops on a black man or a black person, a person of color, a minority, you know it's a good chance that shit is not going to end well. But you did it anyway. You did it anyway. Because deep down inside, a lot of you motherfuckers are slaves to the state. You motherfuckers, man, y'all might as well stay in red in the red Soviet nation. Y'all might as well move to Russia. Y'all a bunch of fucking communists. Question. Me and you, we're both over six feet tall. You... Or you're you're in, you're in real good shape. How do you present yourself as non-threatening? Do you give do you like pass white people and give them that hi how are you cheese eating grin and, and like like just to try to prove that you're non-threatening because you're physically imposing upon most of the people you come across. And I noticed that at the track today, like like I had some weird weird in, in, encounters. But still, like the people that you know, you really just don't say anything, but you make eye contact, and you just have to, you you don't have to, but you just kind of like smile and acknowledge them, it's like, hey, how are you? Like, I feel like that. I'm not saying it's going out of my way to seem like I'm I'm not a threat because I'll pass black people, and I, you know, with us is just you know, give me the head nod or whatever, you keep on moving. But with them, you got to give them that. I like to call it the hi, how are you smile. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, me personally, like I said, on my bike ride today, and it's something I casually do all the time. I don't wear glasses. I don't mind. I, I realize a lot of people wear glasses when they go out and running and shit. But personally, for me, I, I feel like when you're exercising, you're in a positive space. So whether I'm in a gym or I'm out in a track or whatever, I'm usually like in a, I'm in a good state. I'm listening to a book or I'm, I'm listening to music. So if I catch eye contact with somebody, it's more of a, you know, like a half-ass smile or like you said, it's a nod. I don't really, I don't show teeth when I smile I just it's a positive I'm in a positive setting I'm in a positive mindset so I really don't be tripping and once again if somebody kind of gives me eye contact or if they kind of smile at me I smile back uh I'm not one of those people that feel like you need to smile but for the most part if I'm exercising I'm in a positive state I have every reason to be kind it's different than when I'm in a grocery store if I'm in a grocery store I'm usually just focused on getting my shit and getting out but if I make eye contact with somebody, I'll probably just nod once again and do kind of like a little half-ass smile. But I, I don't I do not do it to come off as non-threatening. I just do it because I don't want to send negative energy to anybody. I don't care who you are. Right. Personally. I mean, it's, 20, it's 2020, man. We're, we're post-civil rights, man. Like, we, we've been, I mean, what, Civil Rights Act 1968? Like, 
like we're we're beyond a lot of shit. Like we're interracial dating. We're working in places where you could be a black person in a predominantly white space. Might even be a might even be a white person in a predominantly black space. Like we're a melting pot here in America. And especially when you move into a suburban area of America. See, the real problem with America is the media only likes to talk about these major metropolitans that are highly liberal, that that have a, a strong political presence and there is a there is a mixture of demographics and there's a mixture of socioeconomics. So you get a lot of shit with that. But once again, if you're living in suburban America, you're living in middle America where your your shit is possibly together and you're in an area where you don't necessarily you're not dealing with the city hall. You're not actually like I don't see protest where I'm at. I don't see that type of shit. Like I'm 30, 40, 50 miles away from that shit. So the reality is, depending on what your environment is, that's probably going to tell all. Like maybe if you're running around Memorial Park right now, maybe you may get a negative vibe. But for me, like it's leave it to Beaver out here, bro. I ain't doing that. People ain't doing no tripping out here. Although racial profiling still happens out there, out here, it's just, the political presence and that negative, that negative divisiveness that comes with being red or blue. Like you don't feel it out here as much because once again, you're away from the, the, the city politics. You're away from the slums. Like we don't, it's, it, I don't see homeless people out here. I don't see homeless tents out here. It's, it's, this is a different vibe. So if you, if you see that every day, that's where you are. It's going to say a lot about your mental health gonna say a lot about how you react to life I, I tend to agree I tend to agree and I, I, I one of my friends I put a post on Facebook and then one of my friends she reached out and she's like hey I'm trying to put together this this panel and I want to have uh, a do do basically a Q&A and she's like but the way I want to do it I want to ask those those tough questions I want to ask those questions that Maybe white people aren't comfortable asking black people and black people usually aren't comfortable answering of white people. And she's like, you know, she asked me what I'd be down for that. And I was like, send me the questions because <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where my filter comes in on, on some of these things. And, and so I got the questions. And I was like, OK, yeah, these are pretty tough. And I was like, I think I can answer them because uh, I think I feel like I've answered a bunch of them on this show, like when it comes to white people using the N-word when they sing along to, um, then there's stuff like, you know, uh, does it bother you that there's an ethnic hair care section and stuff like that? And then it gets deeper to how can, how can we help? How can I use my white privilege to help, you know, you feel comfortable? And it's kind of like, kind of like you mentioned earlier when you said, you know, you see all this outrage when it's black people and, would we have that same outrage if the roles were reversed? And I honestly believe that we won't. We wouldn't. Like black people would would say would would be on some more. Now you know how how I how I feel, or now you know how we feel. Then they're like, all right, let me put on my shoes and let me go march for this cause too. And it's and it's like the media they don't they don't portray that when it happens. And I still couldn't find that episode where we wrote down that list and we listed off a lot of unarmed white people that had been that had been murdered. 
um, by police officers, but it's like this stuff happens and we don't see it because for the media, it doesn't give them the spin that they're looking for. Jay, I'm going to ask you, I'm going I'm to I'm read you a story and I'm, I'm going to see if you can attach a name to this story. And I'm going to just give a brief summary of this story. Uh, this sto- this happened in Dallas-Fort Worth. Um, a neighbor realized that her neighbor's door was open in the middle of the night. So she, so she called the police, basically a welfare check. Two police come to the house. And the police arrive to the house. They go in. The, they they realize the door was open, but they go in the backyard. And when they go in the backyard, they witness somebody in the house. And one of the cops says, "You know, hey, put your fucking hands up." And after he says, "Put your hands up," he shoots, and he and he kills the person. The person was a female. Long story short, the female died, and reluctantly, this police officer was was sentenced and he was actually the first guilty plea i mean not the first guilty plea. he was the first murder charge he was the first actual conviction in uh dallas fort worth i think that was tarrant county history uh can you attach a name to that case i cannot i remember the story i I don't remember the name what about the date How, (sighs) how, how long ago was this i would say that's within the last 10 years easily Oh yeah, good, good guess, good guess. All right, this was Tatiana good Jefferson. <laughs> I remember the story. Tatiana Jefferson. Yeah, Tatiana Jefferson. She just got she that just happened to her eight months ago. This was October twenty eight months. It happened eight months, or he yeah. was convicted eight months. This happened eight months ago. Jesus, now nah, I definitely didn't think it was eight months. It, eight months ago. I know you did. I know. Half the people listening though. This is what you call a psyop. George Floyd is a psyop. He is being used. His death is being used in vain, regardless of what Donald Trump says. A psyop, which if you go on the Instagram page, you see what a psyop is. It is literally just media manipulation. They they pick and choose what they want to amplify in order to piss you off. You have to ask yourself, why wasn't the shooting of Tatiana Jefferson, something that was amplified. It was not amplified as much as Botham Jean. The one that you, you reference Botham Jean a lot because I mean, I'm guessing that one's pretty fresh on your mind and that case is wild. But this case right here, the reason for me that when I saw this case and the reason I found this case was because I was trying to understand the purpose of a body camera. And a lot of people know this, but they may have forgotten. I just asked a question not too long ago. What are these people trying to say? And I believe, what's his name? Bass or Bass? He's Boss. he's with Dreamville, right? Yeah. Boss. Okay, Boss with Dreamville asks a good set of questions. He's like, what are y'all trying to bring about by, what are y'all saying? Once again, what are y'all saying with these protests, this rioting, this looting? What is being said? A lot of y'all understand that body cameras became a big deal back in 2014 after the Ferguson riots. After the Ferguson riots, pretty much law enforcement across the nation had to get in get in line and put on body cams. This Tatiana Jefferson was one of one of the cases that utilized the body cam as a way to convict this guy. And to be 100 with you. 
this guy's lawyer had to suck because you know why Tatiana got shot? Tatiana got shot because she pulled her fucking gun out. Through the window, when she saw somebody in her backyard, she legitimately pulled the gun out and was about to shoot this guy because she thought somebody was trying to break in and enter while she was playing video games with her nephew and trying to take care of her mom. Mm-hmm. Tatiana Jefferson, she was a 28-year-old, she's a 28-year-old woman. She's strapped. To me, that's she's smart. She's strapped. But her having a gun on her that day and pointing it through the window is why she got killed. That cop feared for his life. That's why he shot his gun. And the reason that cop is in jail today is because America is racist. It's that simple. That cop was white, this lady was black, and they was just trying to show that we have progressed in society. We're just going to basically use this as an example because we don't want this guy to get off for what he did. Once again, rewind. Five years later, five years earlier, in the Ferguson riots, I believe that was Michael Brown, right? Yep. Michael Brown, he gets killed by police officers. Looting and rioting occurs. Ferguson riots, shit is wild. The conclusion is we get body cams. Body cams goes into play. A lot of people got to go into these body cams. I bring this up to say that after the looting and rioting, we got body cams. So the looting and rioting and the protesting actually bring about some type of change. Five, six years later, (laughs) we got body cams. Niggas still getting killed. Are you hearing me, Jay? You got body yeah. cams. Yeah, that's what I, I wanted to look at and see if body cams were, were mandatory. I mean, for the most part, in most police officers across the nation, they voted against them. I'd say, I'd say it was pretty heavy. Police officers were definitely against body cams. But at the end of the day, to bring about accountability, body cams have to come into play. But the funny thing about this Tatiana case is, they say that the body cam was doctored. Wow. So you got body you got body cams, and the person that's policing the body cam is a person you already don't trust. So what's the purpose of the body cam? It's a pacifier. Bruh. <laughs> Dog. This is that, and that's that's what cycle. it is. It's a pacifier. Like, all right, cool, you do the rioting and looting. This guy gets taken into custody. All right, cool. Riding and looting. Well, okay, it's still going on because there's three other people involved that are still out. But you know, you, you eventually you 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 take them into custody. The riding and looting stops. They go to trial in a system like you said that you already don't trust. So if they get acquitted of all charges because they were able to prove that a handcuffed man. And it was four of y'all and one of him was still a threat and that he deserved to still be um, restrained like he was. Then they get acquitted. Then what? You can't you can't try him again because that's how the law is set up. There's no double jeopardy. So you can't try him again. So what happens? Do you even think niggas even know the law? Nobody. Nobody knows the law because the law has all the loopholes. Yeah, I mean... You're better off knowing the loopholes than knowing the law. Even if you know the law, for instance, if you know the law, Black Panthers knew the law pretty well. Huey P was on his shit. He knew his shit, bro. Huey P knew that 
if a police officer was harassing somebody, he could stand 20 feet away and he could film that shit. Huey P was one of the first people that'd be like, hey, you know, I know my rights. I can stand right here while you fucking with this man. This is my constitutional right. And Huey P executed that shit. The Black Panthers used to walk around with loaded weapons. You know why? Because it was a constitutional right. They could do that. But guess what the government did when they realized this was something that benefited black people? They changed the law. It basically is a Black Panther law saying that if you're walking around with a loaded motherfucking weapon, <laughs> you're going to jail. It's that simple. So at the end of the day, even if you know the law, they can easily manipulate it to where it's not in your favor. Once again, motherfuckers got to realize, and I mean when I say this, all the looters and the rioters and the protesters, y'all only out there because the government is allowing y'all to be. They letting y'all <laughs> do what y'all doing. Y'all not really saying anything. Y'all literally are not saying anything. Y'all don't even realize it. Because once again, it's a psyop. Go, you can, go burn down the White House. Guess what? You just going to pay for the next one. <laughs> I'm just like, hey, man, it's a sad, it's a sad reality. It's like a I, sad reality, I, man. Once you become... I remember seeing so many posts about people saying, "Oh, what'd you, why'd you, you know, why'd you do this to Target? Why'd you do this to Target?" And then the Target CEO came out and be like, "Look, we still gonna make sure these people that work here get paid. We gonna build this Target back up. We gonna replace it. We ain't going nowhere." So now, what is the issue? It's kind of, it's kind of like people, people will go and they'll take that stand on, man, you shouldn't have done that to Target, man. You know, Target ain't do nothing to nobody. You know, Target was just out there being Target. Target was doing what Target does. Well, George Floyd was doing what George Floyd Floyd does. Like you, that you you can't sympathize, but you can empathize. It's it's fucked up that your empathy comes in association with Target instead of in an association with a, a human being's life. Because that's what really bothers me. It bothers me if that if that's me on that ground. Are y'all gonna be more worried about fucking Target, or are you gonna be worried about Jay Brooks? I don't care. If, I don't care. I don't care I if shit happens to me in Charlotte. Are y'all gonna march for me in Houston? That's what I need to know. Straight up, straight up. I feel you on that. I feel you on that. Once again, man, <laughs> you'll get tired of saying this, but it's a psyop, man. They, they, the media has mastered a way to make everything divisive. We were literally divided on a virus. It's like, bruh, it should be as simple as, hey, how serious is this virus? All right, is that serious? What we need to do, I bet we're going to do that. But the media is so tactical. The, the, the These higher powers are so strategic that they had us looking from a political perspective of how to handle this virus. When at the end of the day, the virus is nothing but background noise now. Because that is how strategic and powerful these psyops are. It's that simple, man. And you the thing... From Go ahead, finish your point. Now, if I say we went from we were supposed to, it was supposed to be two million people dying of this disease to being at a hundred thousand to being that we just need to burn shit up and kill black people. That's the only way to get you know. That's the only way to distract them, bro. And, and we the, don't, the sheep are gonna follow whatever narrative. And the thing is, it could all be so simple. Hey, the virus has long term effects on your lungs. The virus doesn't have any long term effects. All right, cool. There's a 99.9% survival rating. My chances, are, my chances are higher for me getting somebody pregnant with her being on birth control and me wearing a condom. 
So if you tell if you telling me that and you tell me there's no long term effects on my on my lungs, why am I in the house? And if you telling me, hey, to stop all this, all you had to do is arrest four people. Why don't you arrest four people? <laughs> arrest them. Take them to trial. Bruh. Hey, hey, say my man, I got I gotta arrest you. Yeah, you're gonna beat the case. I'm gonna show you how to beat the case, but I gotta just take you into custody. You know, I got I got I got I gotta quiet all this shit down. Alright, cool. Yeah. Yeah, we ain't even gonna do you no bail. You know, we're gonna take you into custody, we're gonna put you on R and R, you know, we'll put a little we'll say we put something on your ankle, you just go to the house. Yeah, you already on paid leave, so you know, you you just chilling. My guy, it could always be simple. It's because the media and the higher ups choose to make it complicated so they can fuck with the emotions of the American people. And the sad thing about today's American people is they got short term memory anyway. In less than 14 days from now, they'll probably be pissed off about something else. Whether it's another black person that dies or it's just some other sh stupid shit. Two weeks later, it'll be on to something else more problematic because the world we live in today is apoplectic, man. Like People have this desire to hang on to rage. When in actuality, if you really look at the big picture... I mean, it's a good chance that George Floyd's family is probably going to get some type of settlement. And if they're going to go away, it's going to be hush-hush. And all this looting and rioting, like I said, the cities are going to be cleaned up by the people that basically destroyed it, whether it's by them doing actual physical labor or their tax dollars paying for it. When it's all said and done, the city ain't finna lose any sleep. And when I say the city, I mean the local governments. The government in general is not going to lose any sleep. The only people losing sleep are the people that are going to get arrested, the people that accidentally got hit by pepper spray and rubber pellets. Like, these people are these are the people that are going to be in pain for the next week or two or the ones that are going to be losing sleep. Your local government, they 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 going to they they out there playing golf right now. They out there, they they on their yachts right now chilling. You could go protest all you want. Whenever they want to make a decision, they'll make that decision. Yeah, make be as loud as you want to be, but just make sure that you're saying something. Because right now, when I'm looking at it, a lot of y'all ain't saying nothing. Y'all just justifying more bullshit. I mean, I don't give a fuck about Target. I care more about small businesses. Because, I mean, I know places like Target, places that are in the inner city, I know they have riot insurance. Like I know they do. I know these, especially these liberal cities. If you if you in LA or if you in New York, I know for damn sure you got riot insurance because they have riots out there like every three or four years. Like straight up. Riot, riot and civil commotion. That's what it's called. Yeah, riot and civil commotion. And it really to me, when you read it, it if you can justify, if it's if it's in in, in some cases, I believe in the UK it comes out of the police fund. So if if your shit gets damaged, especially on due to the fact that it was a lack of police surveillance to protect your shit, then it comes out of a police fund. But I believe in other cases, it comes out of an actual insurance, like an Allstate or a Geico maybe. But the fact of the matter is, yeah, I'm like you, bro. I don't really give a shit about any of these people that I know don't have riot insurance. They got insurance, they cool, they cover I once again feel sorry for the little man, which is the small business that may not have ride insurance. And not only that, 
some of these small businesses just start going back into operation in the last week or two. They not only wasn't able to make money for two months, now they got to rebuild a whole shop. Now they really out of there. Like I, like I told you last only, night, only hey, if, if COVID-19 didn't take you out, these riders and looters might did. Straight up. That was, man, you talk about a one-two punch? Man, COVID was definitely the the gut punch. And that and that these riots and these looters, man, they came with a with a right jab. I'm talking about Ali Ali level right jab. You out of there? And and just just look at the levels, like you said earlier. You know, the George Floyd's family will probably get some kind of settlement or something, and that that usually comes out in civil court. And civil court money usually comes mm-hmm. from from the the local government. So that's going to come out of Minneapolis pocket. All right, Minneapolis just had, I'm pretty sure they've declared a state of emergency by now. If they haven't, they should have already. And when you declare a state of emergency, you typically end up getting some government funds. You'll get government funds either to pay overtime for the police staff you have out there, for the firefighters, for, you know, hospital staff, whatever. They they mobilize the National Guard, whatever, what have you. They give you money because the city can't afford to, to pay its workers to clean up and stuff like that. So you probably get some that civil money is probably going to come from from them declaring a state of emergency, which comes from taxpayers dollars, which means that as us as a nation end up paying that civil suit. Us as a nation right now are probably broke as fuck. We're not only broke as fuck, but we talk about printing one hundred fifty million dollars. I think they're talking about printing one hundred fifty million or one hundred fifty. No, yes, yeah, one hundred fifty million dollars a month because they're trying to prevent a recession. Recession, but in actuality, that ain't gonna do shit. But just prolong the inevitability of us seeing another crash, a stock market crash, which means that that poverty line is going to drop more and more and there's going to be more of a wealth transfer that everybody's ignoring because everybody's focusing on either COVID-19 or they're focusing on these riots. No boundaries. We've been new. We've been trying to tell y'all that there's always something bigger at play here. When they have a mission or they have an, if they see an opportunity the government is notorious for taking advantage of that, and they always are going to play on the emotions of the sheeple. It never fails, never. And um, and like just 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 from August to January, and then from February to today's the last day of May, I personally have mm-hmm. spent considerably a lot less money. And that's not just saying gas for going to work and then, you know, eating out, buying lunch and stuff when I'm at work or going out, having drinks and stuff like that. Like, I'm not shopping like I normally would. It's like, and and of course, like, no, I don't need to buy clothes to go out because I ain't going out. I don't need to buy shoes to go out because I'm not going out. But it's like, you know, there's just no desires. Like, no, this money needs to be saved because something bad is on the horizon. Real talk, man. Real talk. And there's a couple more things I want to get into before we close off, man. But I did want to, even though I don't like talking about celebrities, man, it, it was something I was thinking about a week ago, man, when I was uh seeing that Doja Cat was trending. And I don't like, once again, I don't like talking about celebrities, but the interesting thing about the Doja Cat situation was I heard that she was supposed to show her titties if her song went number one. Was that something that she said for real? Yep, she said it. 
Okay. So, I don't believe in coincidences, but I do find it highly int- it's interesting to me that once she didn't show her titties, all of a sudden she's outed as this self-hating black woman. Like literally it happened. 2 days later. Boom boom boom. <laughs> and I'm sitting here like this is wild. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because me personally I don't give a damn what she care, what she likes. Uh, that shit don't matter to me. But I do find it interesting that people was pulling out so much proof after the fact that she hated black people, especially black men, and she also hated herself. And I'm sitting here like, damn, she got a pretty large following, and it's a lot of black women that follow her. Young black women, too. And it just got me to thinking, like, do y'all follow her because y'all relate to her or was because she was hot? And in my honest opinion, if I'm being a hundred about it, I really feel like they related to her. And it just only looks bad now because the proof is out there that she's a self-hating black woman. Like that shit. I don't know how you feel about that shit, but it, and I feel honestly, you could tie all this shit in, but I want to see how you feel about that shit. It's it, it, I was like, damn, because I actually like Doja Cat's music. Like I was a big proponent. Like, hey, y'all need to check out y'all need to check out her music. Like, like oh, this shit jam. And then like this co- and it's like, first of all, why are you so goddamn thirsty to see titties? Like, are you what? What the hell? All these free titties you can see out here? And you worried about Doja Cat titties just because they attached to somebody that y'all deem to be a celebrity? Like you, and, and just looking at her shape, yeah, them titties probably ain't going to excite you. I could have had a V8, honestly. So it's like, why are you so worried about these titties? And then I guess because you, like, you felt entitled to get these titties because her, her song went number one? Okay, I would have played, I would have read, hey, Look, make me number one on, on, on Apple Podcasts. I'm going to send this dick pic out. Y'all make me number one. You're not getting a dick pic. You're not. You're an idiot for listening to me. <laughs> so 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 what are you going to do? Go drag up my past? That's, that's how it feels like. I was like, all right. Y'all got, y'all got hit with the okie doke. And because y'all are a bunch of perved out incel morons, idiots, that you're like, well, I'm going to expose her. Okay, you exposed her. She's exposed now. She's getting canceled. Now, now do you inbox her? Like, should have just showed us those titties. We never had. She, she had her number one hit. She got her paper. What you got? Yeah, it's coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, man. Like I said, I found that shit interesting, and the reason I brought it up was because, obviously. A, a part of me feels like Doja Cat is not an outlier. I really feel like she was able to camouflage easily in the midst of today's women because of the fact that, like I said, I feel like a lot of women relate to her. And when I say that, I mean, like, we always say that I really feel like we live in a very anti male America right now. And it's been like that probably for the past 30 years. I mean, she got songs that was supposedly jamming, talking about niggas ain't shit. And 
if you honestly listen to a lot of female rappers and a lot of female entertainers these days that are on the music scene, that's a narrative that a lot of women can relate to. And once again, I think so many people are blinded by this hate that somebody that supposedly should should have been an outcast was able to just be a part of your mix. Like, she got a, a remix out with Nicki Minaj, and it's like, how you kicking it with people that you don't relate to on a philosophical level? Like, y'all don't even have a same value system. Y'all literally just here for the money? Is that really what it is? Like, that shit bothers me. And obviously everything that's going on right now is because of the loss of a black man. We talk about the loss of a black male that I truly believe that when he was alive, a lot of these same people would have looked through that man. That's like, my personal belief. Like y'all could go out here and put your cape on for him now. But I think a lot of y'all, if he was alive, y'all probably would have looked through that man and y'all would have had an irrational hate and prejudice for this man just as well as that dude that had the knee in his fucking neck. I really feel like a lot of y'all ain't no different. That's just, that's how I see it. That's why I look at a lot of these people right now as virtue signaling hypocrites. Because as a black man in America, like you talked about earlier, like, yeah, you know, when I'm going out, you know, I do my nods, I'm kind. But, but every cat in America ain't like me and you. Like, it's a lot of cats out there that, you know, when they moving about these streets, you know, they, they got their mean mug on. They yeah. in chill mode. Like, like let's be, once again, let's be 100 here. It's a lot of innocent dudes that's walking these streets right now that are viewed as creeps, that is viewed as predators, that have get that get accused of rape by women just because they're undesirable. But all of a sudden, one gets slain by a police officer, and all of a sudden, oh, we love our black men, but I'm sorry, going through day-to-day life, I can't really believe, I don't really believe that a lot of women can say that truthfully on a day-to-day basis, just based on the fact that I see a lot of women out here that, once again, will look through a black man if he doesn't have a certain amount of income, if his finances aren't reasonable enough, if he's not attractive enough. Just saying, man. And you ain't got to back me up on that, Jay. You know, I'm ready to take all the heat on that. But I just, I really, that's 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 one of the reasons why I'm numb to this shit because I really feel like you're sitting here acting like you really care about black lives when, like you said, you hate to hear about the black on black shit. I ain't even talking about the black on black shit. I'm just sitting here talking about the fact that I really feel like as black males, it's safe to say that we don't get a lot of, extraordinary love if we don't if you don't if if you as a black male don't fall into that 20 percent and i'm talking about the 80 20 again meaning if you're in the 80 percent you're either average or below average a lot of them cats that's in that 80 percent they get looked through like casper fucking ghost the only black males in today's society that actually are valued are the ones that are in that 20 percent you know what i mean jay mm-hmm. and i truly believe that and I say this because, like you just said a minute ago, you got these incel morons out here that wanted to expose that that exposed Doja Cat for being racist. A lot of these guys are fueled by the fact that they get ignored every day. These people's existence don't matter. Imagine what it's like to be a black incel. Bro, just, it, I'm just saying, bro, it's something to think about, man. 
it's just it's like you know why is it that you only love your black men when lives are lost like that's what it feel like man and, that's what and, it feel like and it, I just don't I just don't randomly see the hey you know what I love black men post and 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 I'm and I'm not Bro, condemning I'm not condemning anybody too. for that because I not, neither do I see you know black men jumping out saying you know I just love me a black strong woman or anything like that I'm not seeing those posts but the thing is if this is what you build your foundation on you only checking it when something's wrong with it you're not maintaining it very it's well selective. exactly it's selective man and that bothers me. I really and, and and obviously for me, most of the women that I know that are about that black love, they have black daughters, they have black sons, they have black they have you know black husbands. Like and and, and I'm gonna be one. Like this really goes for all races. Like it, everybody want to call out you know quote unquote white people. Like hey, if you silent right now and you you humping a black dick or whatever, like like hey, I know people out there they got black husbands, they got black sons. And and they they some of the ones that I would call out too, straight up. Like they some of the ones I'd call out too. And like, bro, it's it's a it's a whole bunch of soul searching that we as Americans need to do. And and the sad the sad thing is everybody think they magic rocks and they meditation gonna actually make some make a difference. But I'm sorry, man, it go deeper than that. It go t- way deeper than that, dog. Cause uh. I talked to somebody the other day that she, growing up, she was, she's a white girl. She had dated black girl, black girls, black guys, you know, numerous, numerous times throughout her life. And then she told me, she was like, you know, at one point I told myself, I was like, as much as I do, you know, find black men more attractive. I find them to be more protective. I find them to be more complimentary. I find them to have, to have more levels of chivalry than white men. She said she decided that she was going to marry a white man because she didn't want her children to go through all the scrutiny and ridicule that she went through for dating a black man and being with a black man. Like she was like, that's that's my sole purpose. At the, that's why I'm marrying a white man, because I don't want my children to go through what I have what I had to go through. Interesting. It's, it's, it's interesting. Uh, and it's, I wouldn't I wouldn't even say it was sad. Because I kind of I don't blame you because you want a better life for your children, and if that means that you you know have to go against what you feel to do that, I mean, who am I to judge you and tell you that you're wrong for that? But you know, at the same time, like I feel like, and and no disrespect to you know when they say black women are the backbone of everything, it's like you might be the backbone, but a lot of stuff is built on a black man's broad shoulders, and that's a lot to carry. It's a lot in in in, in us to carry because. Not only do, you know, they hate us because we're a different color. Black women will hate us because whatever reason, honestly. <laughs> honestly, it's whatever yeah, reason. I know, I know. I know, man. That's, like it's it's like you go you go they, they, they hook up with you because they see you have money and that every woman wants you and then they get mad because every woman wants you and you continue to be the same person and then you end up being a deadbeat dad and you be the nigga that ain't shit and, you know, and then it's like your life is on the line and then it's like, you know, hey, 
this is you know we love all black men and i'm not and i'm not saying this this goes across the board because you know there i don't like to speak in certainties like that and i i can't sit here and say you know i know black women that, that only love black men when it's convenient i can't sit here and i say i know white women that only love black men when it's convenient but as a black man i do see that i do i do know that you know sure when this when this nigga get in trouble she going to run the white just how they say when a nigga get on, he get him a white girl. I know that the, those niggas with white girls, as soon as this nigga stop nigging, she gonna go back to the white side. <laughs> hey, bro. Hey, I'm telling you, man. We live in a time where everybody wanna be oppressed. But the fact of the matter is, man, like, we see what's real, bro. We been seeing what's real for a long motherfucking time. And Right now, like I said, we we wouldn't even get half the flack we got that we we get if we as black men felt that type of love on a regular basis. Like I'm sorry, like I don't feel that type of love out of a certain circle of people. Like I know for a fact that I could contact some black males, I can go on some some black incel group chats, and I'm telling you right now, man, it's a lot of them that. They on their last leg, bro. Or a lot of them, they didn't. Just, they just gave up, man. But I just don't think that motherfuckers realize that it's really all a human condition, and it's just really fucked up. Cause like I even think, like we talked about it off air. I think about the Central Park Five, like <laughs> prime example. Like you could use their plight, their struggle the shit that they went through to push about an agenda. But at the end of the day, man, that's a, that's a type of mental suffering that like, can you, can you give me an example of some women that went through that? I mean, have they used the women's plight to push their agenda? I mean, shit, we can go back to night to the 1920s, brother, Scott, Bur the, uh, the Scott Burrow nine. You heard about the Scott Burrow nine, right? I'm aware. Them I'm starting to podcast. I gotta speak. <laughs> nah, my, yeah, I'm just saying, like, we can go back a hundred years, bro. We can go back to Tulsa, bro. This shit happened all because a black man. They say a black man harassed a white woman, and this black man basically is really he's the catalyst to why a whole fucking city got burnt to the goddamn ground. Man, I'm just saying, bro. Like, if you look at all the historical facts that pushed about this black agenda, I mean. When you think about the women in it, like it's a lot of cute shit. Like I tell you, you could talk about Rosa Parks, and we know a lot of Ro that Rosa Parks. Those you fact check some of that shit, and you'd be like, huh, interesting. She she wasn't even really you know supposed to be you know be on that bus like that. But once again, man, <laughs> the winners write the history. The winners write the history, bro. And it, it's really fucked up, dog. That's it's really fucked up because I think when it all come down to it. We as human beings in America, me as we as human beings worldwide, we got some soul searching to do. And in reality, I don't think I'm gonna be alive to see it. I don't think I'm gonna be alive to see it come to a point where like I'm proud. I no. don't, bro. No. I don't. And I, and on, and honestly, I don't but, I don't think my kid would 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 see that. Like, nah. you know, if 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 in however many years, because I don't have a child to speak of. You know, my 16-year-old son is going to the mall in me or my wife's Lexus, and he's jamming rap music. I know he's not going to be approached with the same candor that his white counterpart will. 
because he's not. He's gonna look like he doesn't belong in that Lexus. Alexis gonna be flying. Alexis gonna be flying. <laughs> I hope. I hope it's gonna be flying. It's, they it's right not. Now. They, 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 we should have been flying high key. I, know, <laughs> Look, I bro, saved all this money to buy a flying car. Years ago. <laughs> Golly, we got we got the self driving, but man, we trying to fly, bro. I'm trying to fly. Of, we tired of being around. I'm trying God, to traffic. Niggas in the air, boy. I'm I'm I'm, so I'm trying to be man. the first person to put some eighty foes on a flying car, man. Come on. <laughs> Nigga, you gonna be the first person pulled over for driving black while flying. That's it. <laughs> flying while black. <laughs> That's it. Nigga. But uh, hey, man, we can go on to it. Uh, we can, we can go on forever, man. The fact of the matter is, we know what's going on in, in America right now. We're not ignoring it, but at the same time, man, we know what's real. And if you're paying attention, you could decipher what's was genuine between what's just the psyop and also between what's just really just meant to just stir the pot and and to fuck up your energy when we should be living in a time where we're 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 pretty prosperous as people but we we've 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 went backwards man it's just baffling bro it's baffling to know that if you think about the early 1900s, it was black people doing, when you really compare black people in the early 1900s to black people now, like black people now can't even really brag about their education. Black people now can't even brag about they, their wealth or their prosperity. But black people back then, they really could because, I mean, shit was black back then. Like, you was you you could you could easily say, oh, you know, well, my great grandma only had a fourth grade education, but your great grandma had a fourth education in her own motherfucking business that did very goddamn well. That said, everything you need to know. I'm just saying, because I mean, there, there's been your, a shift from wanting to stand out to wanting to fit in. There you go, man. There you go, man. Like I said, soul searching like a motherfucker, dog. But uh, you got words of advice, man. Uh, words of advice. I don't know, bro. I, and 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 I know me and you have, have felt different. And I think because to me it seems like this has been heavier on me. And you were more of the hey, this is happens all the time, which you're right. And I was like, I think it's the first time that I've. It's really just kind of been heavy on my shoulders because it's kind of like again, I feel like I'm playing Madden and I just threw my sixth interception. It's like all right, I'm just gonna quit this, but. Which I have through six interceptions in one game. I was like, that whole scene. <laughs> Jesus. But it's, it's, a, it's a video game. Nobody cares. But uh, my words of advice are pay attention to the people who care more about the looting and rioting than they do about the murder, whether they be black, white, or other. Because some of these friends lists y'all got need to be cleaned up. <laughs> I guess I guess I haven't really seen too many people that are angry about them, like so quote unquote angry about it. Like I don't know, man. I I think it's I think it's people out there that's like like kind of like me. Like what y'all saying? Like what's next? You know that's that's kind of how I look at it, man. Like the, to me, like the, the looting and rioting makes sense. Like I expect it to be honest with you, but I, I don't know what it means. And I don't I'm not mad at it because like I know these stores, most of these stores are good. 
But um, I mean, my words of advice is, man, y'all niggas need to grab a book. Y'all niggas stupid. <laughs> Straight up, a lot of y'all niggas stupid, man. Like I, I hate to say it, like education failed y'all miserably. And I, 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 I'm serious. Like grab a book, man. Like grab, like gravitate towards more interest in things that are more interesting than, you know, when the next this is coming out. And, and and who doing this like like seriously man we need to educate ourselves i think i think once the education gets better especially the self-education like gravitate towards shit you're interested in and actually educate yourself because the ignorance that i see man is it's baffling like it's it's scary to me man I've, I've heard i've heard and seen some questions from people that made me realize that the average iq in this country has to be pretty low and that's scary to me, man, because a lot of these people are under the age of 35, and you got to understand that in the next 15 to 20 years, they're going to be leading this country. And if that's the case, man, we're doomed. That shit are terrifies we, me. Are, are we not already doomed? I mean, it's one thing to 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 be doomed, but to just a, a never-ending cycle of, of, of the dooming is what bothers me. It's like, damn, will it ever end? To me, it's just a rabbit hole. We just going deeper and deeper. And the deeper we go, are we going to be able to pull ourselves out? I just don't think so. Once again, I'm always going to say, I think baby boomers and millennials are one and the same. Because uh, they, they, the baby boomers destroyed the economy to the point where millennials, your average millennial has to have two jobs in order to just function and live a certain type of lifestyle. Shit. I think our grandkids are probably gonna have to have three or four jobs just to live a certain lifestyle, and that's fucking scary. Especially with the more money you're printing at the power of the dollar going down, but that's another topic for another episode. They ain't ready for it. They, they hopefully next time we can be we could be a lot more cheerful and and crack more jokes. But uh, no. like I said, I, I didn't want to be insensitive. I know I didn't want to be insensitive. But like I said, you know George Floyd is a Houston native, and um. Like I said, it's at the end of the day, it's fucked up that he died. But it's just too much shit that's around that case to make me go, "What's going on?" Like, like really? And uh, and I think that a lot of people can't do that because they're so emotionally involved that they just angry and mad rather than asking questions. And for me, like I said, man, I I've, I've been paying attention since a little bit before the Trayvon Martin shit. So at the end of the day, man. I'm I'm done being emotionally involved with this shit. I'm asking questions straight up. And once again, along with educating yourself, you need to be asking questions. Because a lot of y'all motherfuckers, I could tell y'all was the ones in the back of the class either falling asleep or y'all was just trying not to get y'all name called. And with that being said... <laughs> this has been the No Boundaries Podcast. Thank you for listening. But ever since the dawn of civilization... People have craved for an understanding of the underlying order of the world. There ought to be something very special about the boundary conditions of the universe. And what can be more special than that there is no boundary 